0: The world that we live in is defined by and made richer by numerous sensory experiences. Sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch. As an example, just this morning, August 25th, I had to go in for an MRI. An MRI, also known as Magnetic Resonance Imaging, is a medical imaging technique that creates detailed images of organs and tissues in our bodies. You have likely seen an MRI machine. It is a large machine with a donut-like structure. A person is placed on a table and then slid into the donut to be scanned. For 30 minutes, I lay still on the table taking brief moments between scans to cough and clear my breath. I was struck by how this experience engaged more than one sense. The most outstanding of an MRI is the auditory or hearing component. I've included a link in this week's materials to give you a sense of the sounds that a person may typically hear. For this particular MRI, I was required to lay face down, the only thing visible when I chose to open my eyes, a white cotton towel. While I tried to keep my body still, I was acutely aware of the cold room, the IV in my arm, and the pressure points on my body. My stomach pressed down on a pillow protecting me from the machine's hard surface. A tight nylon strap cinched against my back to hold my body in place, and I was aware of many other barely perceptible sensations that I would otherwise ignore on a typical day. In addition to touch and sound, I was also attentive to the clinical smells of alcohol and other disinfectants. The combination of these and other sensations helped to create the full experience I had of this particular clinical or medical setting. I wouldn't characterize MRI as a scary experience. The staff were kind and explained everything. This also wasn't my first experience of an MRI. And yet, this clearly was not a comforting or a loving experience. This week, I wish to have us turn our attention to the idea of senses as part of health and geography for a number of reasons. For one, senses are key to making a location a place. It is through some or even all of our senses that locations move from an abstract point on a map to a very real setting that has meaning in our lives. In the context of health and medicine, the senses are also instrumental in helping to define experiences individuals may have at home, in a medical or clinical setting, and in many other places and spaces that a person must navigate in their everyday life. Consider, for instance, the experience of someone who is recovering from an illness at their home. What are the different sensory aspects that help to ease the experience of being sick at home? Think of the foods we may eat or how we rest quietly under warm blankets. In addition, our senses may tell us how to perceive the ambient aspects of a clinical setting, but they also may clue us into the health professional who is providing care Is that person, the doctor, looking at you and listening attentively? Are they gentle during the visit? For instance, when they put on a blood pressure cuff or when they use other clinical tools to assess and evaluate. Consider also the different sensory experiences that make you happy and well in spaces and places beyond the home and the clinic. One person may feel most content in a noisy city that is constantly humming with activity while another person may feel overwhelmed by a place that doesn't ever slow down. Senses, just like the experience of places that they help to define, are very much subjective. In other words, it is very unlikely for people to experience senses or places in an identical way. The individual nature of senses and places are an integral part of defining our unique individual lives. But how can we convey the complexity and nuances of subjective experiences to others such as those tied to health and geography? One way that health researchers, including geographers, increasingly approach subjective health experiences is through recognizing that they help to form the basis of a story or narrative. Consider the anecdote about the MRI that I used to start this podcast. Stories are generally referred to as accounts of events that are intended to interest, amuse, or instruct someone. They may be factual or fiction, and they typically have a succession of events. I offer my factual story as a way to provide insight to a first-hand medical encounter that is defined by different sensory experiences. While I have offered my story as an oral account, there are many other ways that I could have shared this experience to convey, and hopefully help another person begin to appreciate, just what I observed, smelled, and felt. Another method of storytelling that people often think of are written accounts such as short stories, novels, memoirs, and so on. But there are so many other ways of conveying the depth of a personal experience. Graphic novels and comics, poetry, photography, painting. These are just a few of the myriad ways of communicating and sharing an experience. And like written and oral approaches, these forms of storytelling can be used to describe an account or event It may even help another person understand and imagine the sequence of events and the senses experienced by the storyteller. The wealth of different storytelling approaches helps to suit different stories and storytellers. This is an important consideration. Not all forms of storytelling suit each storyteller, nor does each form of storytelling suit each story. While you may gravitate to writing short stories, another person may prefer drawing comics. Similarly, an account about an internal or interior experience like anxiety may not be clearly and effectively conveyed across all forms of storytelling. We will be referring to multiple forms of storytelling during the course of the semester, which can help to convey health experiences that pertain to different geographies and that may be defined by barriers to access to health and health care. As the stories we will follow illustrate, different forms of storytelling work to share these experiences, help to situate us as an outsider directly into the experience of the storyteller, and allow us to come as close as possible to seeing, smelling, hearing, feeling, and tasting what the author or the storyteller originally experienced. The realization of the importance of stories and storytelling to health and healthcare experiences is tied to a number of areas of research and scholarship related to health and medicine, including narrative medicine, medical humanities, health humanities, and geohealth humanities. I'll go over all of these different fields in the coming weeks. For now, we'll talk about narrative medicine and medical humanities, which are most typically thought of as clinical or medical fields, and used within medical education for medical students and practicing doctors. Both narrative medicine and medical humanities take the position that the stories conveyed in arts and humanities, along with the insights of scholars and practitioners of the arts and humanities, are important tools for teaching vital skills to health professionals. One skill that is often emphasized is how multimedia stories may help health professionals listen more closely to patients. The idea that the arts and humanities can help health professionals like doctors learn to listen better might at first seem peculiar. And yet, it also makes sense. One of the main complaints that people make about doctors is that they don't listen. (laughs) This is likely an experience that some of you may relate to. The increasing pressures placed on doctors to see a greater number of patients during the day may be one reason doctors may not be listening closely. There are numerous other reasons that account for doctors not listening closely to patients. Those working in the areas of narrative medicine and medical humanities identify that both producing and analyzing creative works that recount stories requires an incredible amount of attention and focus, skills that are also critical in close listening. This observation has motivated the belief that the arts and humanities can offer insights that may help doctors learn to listen better to the needs and experiences of patients. While medical humanities and narrative medicine have leaned towards emphasizing listening, I strongly believe that we must engage and rely on all of our senses to better appreciate the health and medical experiences of others and to be cued into our own health and medical experiences. Senses are what define our experiences of places and spaces at different scales. They are also inextricably tied to the most intimate scale of all, our bodies. A word about this week's readings and resources. Narrative medicine and medical humanities typically focus on a practice known as active listening. I have included a guide on radical listening, which addresses a related approach that aims to do more. Please read through the handout and its explanation of radical listening and its objectives. Please also think about how the handout may provide insights for helping to address issues relating to health equity. Next, the New York Times interactive article on in the Gross Clinic focuses on a painting often discussed in medical humanities and narrative medicine. The painting is famous in American history, art history, and medical history. The article offers an overview of the painting and begins to provide a sense of the skills required in analyzing and creating creative works that are useful for training medical professionals to slow down and listen. The article listening space offers insights from the world of geography by emphasizing how the arts offer a helpful tool in research that enable researchers to better understand and engage the experiences and perspective of individuals and communities that are typically underserved or marginalized. Another geography article, The Requirements of Having a Body, provides a reminder of how our bodies play an important role in grounding and orienting our senses, such as listening. The article also reflects on how our bodies are the key sites of emotions and affective states. Finally, The Sound of Place is a brief NPR segment on a project that asked students to collect sounds from the places where they live. I've also included a couple of sound clips. The first clip is of the sounds you might hear during an MRI. I leave you to guess the sounds in the second clip.